Hey, just a quick reminder, get onto the Anchor app where we can play music before and after the podcast. Let's get into it. <laughs> Alright, okay. Take two. Dude, Dykes, you're on my podcast. Welcome to Fifty Shades of Boucher. Thanks for having me, Mr. Boucher. Right. Alright, can we just get right into the air fryer? Because I know you want to gloat about it. That's why you have a smile on your face. Yeah. <laughs> just got done having a, a dinner uh, chicken wings. Gotta tell you. Best homemade bone-in chicken wings, without question. You use an air fryer. Have you used it on drumsticks? Because we were supposed to do tonight, but I didn't thaw them out. I've never used it on drumsticks. There's a lot of recipes out there, I'm sure, for air fryers, and I need to look into them. But I've had this air fryer for about six months. Used my roommates before that, so maybe a year I've been using one. And I think all but two or three times... I've used it for chicken wings because they're that good. They get a, a really good crispness that you crispiness that you can't get with a grill, and it's crispy like deep frying, but it's a heck right. of a lot, it's a way healthier. Completely different from grilling. Like grilling, I mean, you can get like a uh, <clears throat> like a charred get, crispness. Yeah, like it's still wet though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is it's it's really like good, a three week old baby cat. Yeah. Still a little wet, but kind of getting there. <laughs> I'm going to try to have, like, really weird references in this show. Or a freshly birthed calf. There you go. Yeah, yeah, Still all slimy and shit. Like, I, who the fuck who the fuck was I with that I was telling... Maybe it was the guys at work. There's a dude in my neighborhood that when my parents... When my, not my parents. My mom never drank. My dad, when he would be fucked up in the yard, right? In the garage. Uh, the hippie neighbor would come over. And one night he was like, you know the best natural lube, right? And these guys got fucked up on beer and whatever the fuck else. And uh, he kept telling me that baby seal fat was the best natural lube you'll ever get. He goes, you'll be jacking off for fucking days with that shit in your hand. You know, as weird as my memory is, I think you told me that probably over 10 years ago. Yeah, man. And it's coming back to me. <laughs> that guy that guy, <laughs> that guy, guy made a bus into a movable, tr- like a, like an RV. And then he would like, he cut a keg open and just used the keg without the top. And he was like, I'm going to make all kinds of stews in this. And I was like, that's the first time I heard somebody say like they were going to make stews in it. And uh, he put like a bed back there, like in the way back, like his bedroom. And I, you know, had a girlfriend at the time and we tried to, you know, we got drunk one night and we tried to go bang in this fucking in this bus that my hippie neighbor was going to go move out to California with. And I'm pretty sure he was sleeping in our driveway, and I didn't know that because his house was our next door. Like, to our right was his house that he was just letting go. Like, the dude just stopped paying on his fucking house and squatted until they finally fucking kicked him out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, so my dad, uh, drunk one night, says he wouldn't be mad if our old dryer... That was going to get, you know, they were, they were going to come over and clean out his house, whoever seized it. Mm-hmm. And so he says, you know, I wouldn't be mad if when you come home late at night, because at this point I was, I was sandblasting. He fucking tells me to bring that old dryer from our backyard and throw it into his backyard, because fuck it, they got to pick it up anyways. <laughs> so at fucking four o'clock in the morning, here I am just wheeling this fucking shitty uh, cart with this fucking... I gotta go into the street because I can't fucking go through the yard with it. It has such shitty tires. The the fucking cart. I don't know what the cart is. I use the dra- dolly or something. Dolly. 
the dolly was too, fucking had like weird tires on it and it didn't want to fucking move with the heavy ass fucking washer on it so here i am just making noise and trying not to fucking be the guy who gets caught you know i can tell you a story about washers in the recent there you go recent days i can tell you uh you realize how nice laundry appliances are when you have a problem how nice they were because mm-hmm. man you deal with not having a functioning washer a dryer it's fine for a few days and your clothes start to build up and you're like well crap you don't want to go to the laundromat you can do so many things at home if you got those things working fine like at the laundromat nothing. what like, like just do laundry and then yeah, sit around and watch you tv you can't do shit when you're at the laundromat i mean read a book or whatever but you're subject to doing whatever's around there right um my washer at my brother's place it was so clogged up there was like a filter connected to the um the pump and it's just nasty it's it's borderline sewage i mean you take out human waste out of the equation and it smells like sewage it's oh yeah, it's, it's full of it's wet constantly it's like gray color it's full of dog hair dust dirt people hair there must have been about 20 coins in there and Man, I feel like I'm a handyman in the making. I wouldn't call myself one, but in the making, because it's like, it's nice to know that I could figure that out by myself. Yeah, it took me probably four or five hours, but rather than to have like my brother love him, but he's the kind of guy that just wants to just oh shrug your shoulders and we'll pay someone to fix it for a couple hundred bucks. And I yeah, but if you have managed that... to fix it for free, or he would have been subject to just buying a new one, you know. Well, you're part Jew, so that makes sense because because <laughs> you don't like to spend. Just because I grow an afro does not make me Jew. No, it's the way you spend money. That's what does. Uh... Hey, I'd be a real Jew. I, I I won't lie. I thought about keeping those coins, but I threw them in the trash. Right? They you were they were okay. All, well, all I'm actually mad at you for that because it's already you've already done all the work. You might as well at least take the you know even if it's these fucking coins were actually fifteen deformed, cents. though. Like the edges were actually you could have cut your finger on some of the edges. Nice. They were so torn up, but nice. dude, oh man, it was so gross. Dude, that's like the perfect uh, weapon for a robber. Like you could have thrown them like a ninja star, yeah, practically, or, or like put them in a really bad spot or like a good spot. And then when the robber goes to pick, if I rob a house, I'm picking up spare change on the uh, nightstand, dude. <laughs> then he cuts his hand. He goes, ah, oh, fuck. And then you wake up, boom, you got a gun. And then you're on the news for using your gun, and you're a bad guy, even though he broke into your house and was stealing from you. I'm the one like, getting sued. Or you're just the asshole that every <laughs> on Facebook, you, dude. That's their that's our courts now, right? Like it's it's all online. To- people people pay way too close of attention to Twitter. Yeah. Or uh, or statuses the, or whatever the fuck. One of the best things I ever did with my time was delete my Twitter. I probably had it for two years. Never hopped on it a lot. And it just wasn't worth my time because it's like you're, you're always looking at like, uh, you know, other people's updates or whatever. And then something clicked in me in college after like a year and a half, two years, however long I had it. I'm just like, this is a big waste of time. Oh, I I waste so much time on the screen. But when I come home, I'm on Facebook. But I like like looking and laughing at shit. That's what I do. Like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. And, And what's the difference between your screen time on your phone or if I'm watching TV? Is it really? I mean, I don't to know. me, it doesn't. It's like I'm gonna. You, I'm probably, wasting my time anyways. You're probably asking the wrong guy, Bobby. Because uh, well, I'm asking I, the right guy. You you I fucking put put it down. That's a rare thing in today's world. What putting down your phone and not having, like, I've never been a big Twitter guy. Well, but I think the reason why you're asking the wrong guy is because I carry on. I think it's a blessing in disguise. From living at my dad's house for two years that... Yeah, like a caveman. I lived like a caveman. Uh, for a lot of my friends, uh, 
at home and in college, you know, I lived at my dad's for two years after uh, graduated college in the spring of 2016. And uh, my dad didn't have internet or cable. And the number one question I got by a majority of my friends was they were like, how did you live? <laughs> and I just laughed because it's like, I mean, obviously I'm still here and everything, but it's like, granted, I have data on my phone. Uh, I have a smartphone and everything. Um, and yeah, there were times I had to go to like the public library or whatever, but it was my situation it is what it is. And I call it blessing in disguise because I feel like I manage my time better now, even though I have those amenities now living at my brother's, for example, but I don't really go on TV a whole lot. I mean, sometimes on the weekends, have a little bit of Netflix here and there, but like, it's not like I have an itinerary of every given day. It just so happens that I really don't have a whole lot of time on my screen. How, how long is your old man going to live in that house for? I don't know. Until he passes? It's, it's tough to say because right now you could probably sell it for about 50 bucks, but... So much, dude, <laughs> so much has happened in that house. All right, so tell me, you know, we graduate. I obviously, you know, we're fucking buddies. We, you know, kind of hit our stride in middle school, start selling gold cards. You're not a businessman. I, That's I, when we started to become good friends. I, I think it was that day because we were miserable. Right, but, I mean, I, I had an easy sell because I have, like, 13 neighbors that were all going to buy it. So I hit the minimum just fucking in time. Oh, and, my gosh. And you had the hard part. I'm, I still think to this day that we probably forgot a few people because we were taking money beforehand, and I don't remember going around and giving out. Remember when you I don't used remember to, doing pre-sales. Yeah, man, we used to do pre-sales. When we were trying to, like, really kiss ass as freshmen, we did pre-sales. And it was a terrible idea because I don't remember a few of these people that I fucking got money from. I'm pretty sure we always – we just kind of went, oh, well, we got the money. Here you go. Bye. I don't remember doing that. We were that. freshmen, though, but it was scary. I don't know if I remember doing that personally. Do you remember me helping you? I thought, we, I thought I had, like, 19 or something, and then we cut it down so that way you can – I was at probably like 13 or 14 or something. It, it made us both look better because at the end of the day, I still had enough to where it was like we were pretty much even. And well, anything I matched I with you. was 20. It was like 20 player. or – I thought it was like 12 or something. Like I don't know. Here, let's face it. Those <laughs> cards, not the – down the program, but those cards are not those that good. No, no. They're not that good of a deal. No, they're scam. The number, one, the number one seller was Godfather's Pizza and Rest in Peace, at least for a friendly location. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You guys all had attachment to that one. Yeah. Well, you have the gas, sure, but for those of you that know about the gold card, you got four cents off per gallon of gas. But, again, we're getting way off topic. It, it was a whole – no, it's not on topic at all. <laughs> it was a fucking card that they made you go around at business salesmen to, you know, they make it go out at 12 o'clock and fucking sell where it's like people aren't even home until fucking five. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Now you got kids knocking on random doors, not reading, no soliciting signs. That's That was me. Also – for the first couple of years, I didn't know what no soliciting meant, so I just kept going yeah. up to the doors. <laughs> one of the uh, I didn't explain that. One of the most miserable days I had. I don't think I had any clean clothes after practice. It was just all of a sudden like a surprise. They roped in like us seventh graders because we would practice <laughs> not with varsity, but you know, like we would practice in the morning. Yeah, yeah. We'd all practice in the morning. They'd have their two days, but we'd be done after like three hour, four hours in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember in seventh grade, um, I didn't have any clean clothes. And they just basically said, here are these cards. Go try and sell them. And I, like I said, I didn't have any clean clothes. I was wearing my football pants. still had my nut cup in. That's walking sucks. all around the neighborhood in my freaking nut cup. And mind you, our high school, as you know, unless it's changed a lot in the last few years, that yes. neighborhood is full of, was full of people that were retired. They were a bunch of 
crusty old grandpas that didn't want your gold card. They'd see you at the door and they go, ah, go away. <laughs> right. And I managed to sell like your discount. I walked for like eight hours in August on an August uh, afternoon, and it's like most people are at work for one. Like, you're an idiot to be trying to sell before four o'clock. Oh, for a fucking shirt. They used to give you a shirt with a number on it, with, with your number on, it, and it was like a sign of like, yeah, I'm committed. Dude, at the end of the day, they, you know, I, I I've I've heard through the grapevine couple jobs i've had they fucking just get a big old stack of cash no matter what coaches just give them a big old fucking stack and then they just that they get whatever the fuck else well, the is kids left. that always got the most sales are parents that had connections at work working oh, yeah, at yeah. big companies like 3m hey, or something you, like man. that you know my old man was a blue collar man he was a laborer yeah that fucker just because he drank enough beer with enough cool neighbors like my senior year we have a pretty talented fucking kid on our team and kids got a you know he's he's gonna play with us i'm not gonna say names He's going to play with us, and, you know, he ended up being the fucking MVP of our team. Okay, right on. <clears throat> he's he's my fucking buddy, and, uh, of course, back then I used to put people on my white pickup truck and, and just slam the fuck out of them. So, of course, I put all the young guys in the back, and I'm just whipping the shit out of them, and they're all looking at me because I don't get out of my fucking truck, AC's on, and I'm fucking hanging out just telling them where we're going to go, and uh, it's it's pouring rain and these dudes are getting fucking mad and one guy says why the fuck haven't you sold anything i go mine are gonna be done in five minutes man don't fucking worry about me sure shit i go home my whole fucking neighborhood knew we we don't buy from anybody else we buy from bobby brown that's what they told everybody so here i am i haven't sold a fucking gold card the entire time and i miss daisy all these dudes around and finally i have the highest fucking count in our group <laughs> and i walk up and, and it's like a half an hour before we go and i go you guys better figure it the fuck out i'm done <laughs> And, uh, you know, I made that, that fucking kid though. It was funny. He ran through the rain on like the entirety of like where that triangle park, wherever that last like left is where like you get a straightaway to the high school, you know, through that residential, we were on that road and all of a sudden I just fucking take off and he is, I mean, it is downpouring dude. And it's just, and he's in his Jersey just chasing this fucking truck. And I, I probably went a good mile maybe half a mile i don't fucking remember but good times good times it was fun i didn't do anything that like i said i just fucking drove around so anyways we uh you go to you go to uh i was you went to not umd but you went to um sisters of the poor is what you always said you played but it's it's, uh augusta that was what i called the scholastica Sisters of the Poor is what I called the conference competition, yeah. You went and played a year of football at uh, St. Scholastica. Yeah. Dude, okay. We I also didn't got... play. I was on the practice That's spot. okay. Me too. You played, though, because you got beat You know, you know, got beat up from the starters. The starters kicked the shit out of you. No, not really. Oh, we're going to have to trade. Oh, I have good stories. The offensive, I was a linebacker. The offensive lineman got mad at me because, like, I could read their plays. Right. And it was like, but I could, you couldn't wrap up or anything. Literally, you were just supposed to chop your feet and throw your shoulders up and just motion that you're going to like tackle this running back or quarterback, but you're literally not even supposed to touch them. Like, Oh fuck. It's, it's re- it was really lame, dude. Our coach had us fucking getting our shit kicked in by the starting defense. And it was just a bunch That's of, cause you're scout. And I <laughs> yeah. It was complete opposite perspective of a freshman coming into college football. It made all the difference in the world, whether you were specifically an offensive player or a defensive player on scout. We're just talking just scout, okay? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you got the crap kicked out of you. Yeah, def- oh, defense? Right. Yeah, you were because... against the starting D. I yeah. was against the starting O. Don't touch the quarterback. Yep. Don't touch the running back. Exactly. And it's just like... 
dude. Why am I here? Like, I don't want to see anyone get hurt, but it's a part of the game. I barely spoke two words to this kid, but this dude named John McDowell was a dude from Arizona. I go on a crossing pattern, right? He fucking, I didn't. I never thought about this ever once in my life. Nobody ever did it in high school. I'm on a crossing pattern, and this motherfucker sticks his hand out in a perfect fist and gets me right in that little triangle fucking right under your rib cage. And I stop mid fucking route, and I'm down on my, I'm like crouched over, I hold my fucking. So you like punch clothesline, dude? Dude, it was perfect. He just rib, you know, rib rubbed me. He's rubbed the rubbed the fucking route. He kind of rub, you know, disrupted me. And then he snuck that fucking hand in, and bah! It was a hell of a move. I wasn't even mad. That that's college football. It's little shit like that. The little hand pick. The little fuck, you know. When you're a D back and you're going up for the ball, you're hand picking one hand because that you know it's a close enough. And if you keep if you keep your body close, you can hide it. You know, no ref's gonna fucking call that. You gotta make him make a one handed catch. Throw him off your body. Get into his route. You know, like that's that's kind of a cool. I like that shit. Uh, but yeah, that was that sucked. So I'll tell you why I called that uh, conference the way it was, um, which I I don't regret uh, joining the football team. I met a lot of friends that I have. It's a good way to start college when you're in a new place. Yeah, and uh, I don't, there's a few good friends in particular. I don't think we would be nearly as good of friends, if at all, if I didn't meet them in football at college. Um, so I don't regret it for that at all. I have, If nothing else, I have that to thank it for. But we'd be up by like – 40 points in a regular season game and I wouldn't even get in on like a kickoff any special no none of the kicking game no special teams and being a defensive player the history behind a relatively new program like that college is they had yet to get their first ever shutout on the defense so they kept all their starters and even though they were up by 35 40 points and they play them all game long and then this uh, the uh, opposing team would manage to score a touchdown. Right. So it would be like say thirty-five-seven or whatever, right? Oh, so then they'd, they'd be all still mad. they'd still they'd be all mad, but then they'd still keep their starters in. I'm like, it's not like I thought it was very high on the depth chart, but it's like if you want to keep the young bucks around, you got to get them involved somehow. But they I... recruited Bobby. There was like a hundred and twenty players on that team my freshman year yeah 50 of them were freshmen we should have had tryouts it would have saved us so much time right but that's a numbers game and, and what what i think happens there is is those conferences aren't concrete look at st thomas i think that there's enough room that that if they have a target in which conference they want to be in they have to hit a certain number like uh juco oh, schools players on the team you mean not players on the team but like just numbers like how many people have played for you how many uh you know how many years have you been uh winning team like you know i wonder if there's a number where it's you know you outscore your opponents for a certain league to be qualified um nat juco's uh are just like that the reason you see so many run-up scores on in juco's is because it's all ra- the ranking system for playoffs is based on sco- points scored so you have to be a dominant fucking but the team thing like is, that. The thing is where we know that this conference is a joke is most of our games would be like that. Maybe but, not in recent years, but when I was in college, we'd win by massive but maybe, amounts, right? But maybe they want to get into the MIAC. So, th- yeah, so they're building the a, a profile. Here's why they're not going to get into the MIAC, or if they are, unless things have changed at Scholastica, it's not going to be pretty because no. we're in a different conference. We're in the UMAC. It's a much more spread out conference. Right. Okay. I mean, it goes all the way down to like three or four schools yeah, you play in Luther. Illinois. Illinois and like um, you play Luther College, yeah. Luther, I mean, yeah. There's also a couple of schools and well, there's 
uh, in Aberdeen, there's a presentation. There was presentation. Mm-hmm. A couple others. But anyway, it's a lot more spread out than the Mayak. So right. for one, road games suck because your average drive is like anywhere. It's The shortest six drive hours. is like four hours yeah. at least. And as far as 16 or 17 hours. But we would dominate in the regular season. And the first round of playoffs, you'd get spanked like 70 to 13 against Bethel or 48 to 2 against St. Thomas. Right. The teams that had won the Mayak. Now, granted, the Mayak is, as far as I can tell, they're it's a really competitive conference, like all yeah. sports considered. It's a good most Division of, three conference. Most of the time, it's like uh, Bethel, uh, Concordia will be in there. Uh, obviously, St. Thomas is on their way out, but St. John's is in there. Um, uh, St. Olaf will throw a program here and there. You know, but a decent you see what I'm saying here. is like Scholastica to score numbers that they do, right? And then won't do it the in same, the Mayak. Have the same thing happen to them on the opposite end of the first round of playoffs. It mm. tells you that the conference is not very good. No, no, no. But that's where I'm saying maybe it's a more of hey, we got in. We're gonna if if they're doing well, their idea is to keep doing well, and then you have a, a pro, uh, you know, a portfolio to say, hey, here you go, you know, here's what we've done in ten years. Let let your pro, you know, St. Thomas is on their way out. St. Glasgow might be on their way in. Everybody's gonna, you know, who the who who knows? That, yeah, and that's, again, I haven't kept up with that. I'm just right. telling you just from my perspective when I was in college, and uh, again, like I said, I don't regret joining it. I'm right. just saying, like, it just kind of opened my eyes to like. My it's dad, different. My dad, yeah, it's, it's completely different from high school because so what if, you know. You get a fucking free shirt and all that. You well, know, Yeah, well, I mean, like, you go to college, there's four people who are just as good as you. Right. And at that point, it's just like my dad would always say with these sports and stuff. I mean, I was relatively committed to sports growing up and everything. And when I went to college, he even said, you know, you can hunt and fish for the rest of your life, but these sports are only temporary, and these friendships that you make in sports anyway are temporary for the time being. Mm-hmm. After that first year of college, I'm just like, all right, I think I'm ready to start hunting and fishing. Right. Yeah, man. <laughs> Continue with that chapter. Right. So, again, I love I love the game and everything, but and I, I there's a really good group of friends that I've made um, at that college and everything. It's just we should have had tryouts realistically. <laughs> We really good. should have. It would have saved me a lot of time. We, uh... uh Do you remember when I left you that note? Yeah, yeah. So, Dykesy, uh, D- like Dykesy said, there's a D3 school that he played. Uh, presentation. Presentation College um, in Aberdeen, South Dakota. And, uh... And, uh... Damn it, you, you fucked me up, Dykesy. No, so there's a there's a D3 school out there. Dykesy's going out there to play. <clears throat> And you went home for the weekend. I went home for the weekend. To see Kendall, was it? No, no, no. Kendall wasn't born yet, but she was in yeah. the making. Yeah. And uh, so, and so, uh, Dy- I told Dykesy to leave me. You know, Dy- they played on our football field. So, I told Dykesy to put a note under one of the trash cans, and I'll pick it up, you know, sometime during the week, the next time we had practice out at the football, you know, out at our, 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 our football field. And uh, it, it was a small town in South Dakota, so we had to drive a mile out to our football field. It wasn't on campus. And so uh, we go out there, and as everybody's, you know, walking up to the practice locker rooms, I fucking go, I go, huh, I wonder if there's going to be a note underneath here for me. And I fucking, and, I, and everyone's like, shut the fuck up, open it, and they go, shut the fuck up. And I go, dear Robert, huh, my name, you know. And uh, these kids are all like, what the fuck? And I, they go, you fucking wrote that. I go, dude, I can't write this, man. I go, why the fuck would I write this? 
So I tell him, I go, no, my buddy, I told my buddy I wanted a handwritten note under a trash can because he played presentation this week for Saints Classica. And they were like, that's fucking hilarious, dude. I, I, for the life of you, it's gone, man. I have no idea where the fuck that thing went. I, it's I take on, that very personal. I know, dude. I've had no, a I'm box. Kidding. I don't give a crap. I might, maybe it's in a box that I've had of Nike shit, but I just can't. I had it in like a northern full. I don't know, man. I'm a father, and that was a weird time for me. I was drunk a lot. <laughs> it was my freshman year of college. Not happy to admit that, but I, I just did. I don't really have. You were talking about a lot of friends. I don't really have too many friends from that, you know, first year of college. Well, it's not necessarily about how many, but yeah, good, right. good quality friends. No, I, I burned bridges. No, I just don't. really, really just got drunk a lot and probably wrong times. Four quarters always beats a hundred pennies. So. Yeah, you're, you're very true. I, yeah. At this point, I'm just a broken man. Um, <laughs> no, all right, so you quit football. You're longing for brotherhood. You miss seeing naked men, and you join a frat. Yes? I'm not sure how to answer that because only about half of that's true. Okay, but we're not going to say which <laughs> part because I'm going to leave it to the imagination. So, um, uh, Yeah, I, I joined a fraternity around the same time I was a freshman. Right on. And if I get this correct, you were the first not student of the campus – yeah. And and you got like kind of, you know, bloodlined in? Yeah, it's what they call legacy bloodline. Okay. So uh my brother So Dykesy quit college and then he just joined a frat. That was it. <laughs> That's not how it works. Okay. School's supposed to come first, though uh, not uh, everyone uh, claims it to be that way, but um they have a legacy bloodline where you can pledge if uh you have, you know, close relative that's in the fraternity so to speak well you share blood yeah so i, I pledged and there, there was another legacy too but i mean he also went to the same college not now, as me but the same college as a fraternity now you have to be in school to be in in the fraternity yeah what if we're blood blood brothers like what if i cut your hand and then i cut my hand and then i put our cuts up to each other and then we mix and now we're blood brothers do i get into the fraternity I stuck my hand up to Dykes like I wanted him to do it. Uh, I'll tell you, no, you're not getting into the fraternity, but you are getting into the hospital. Cause that's where you're going to need to go. No, man, it's a it's a small <laughs> cut. It's not like it's a stitches worth cut. It's just enough to be like, yeah, man, I'm in you and no. you're in me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. I don't make the rules. All right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, advise that to anyone. I know, I know there's things you can't say. So, I don't know, I've asked you before, and there was, like, a brotherhood, the sanctity of, like, you know, can't say certain things about the frat. Like, everybody knows that. We call it fraternity. Yeah, yeah, Okay, but, oh, oh yeah? Because you want to sound, does it make it sound better? It's just, like, now you have negative, con- I mean, people can think what they want, I don't care, but, like. Like have, frat boys. Yeah, you have negative connotations towards frat right? fraternity. No, no. I mean, here, here's the thing, here's the gist of it for people that are wondering or thinking that it's bad because. There are so many people out there that think, oh, you know, it's bad things that might happen or go down at this fraternity, this or that. And I can understand because those things, they have happened, okay? I mean, there are have been scandals out there. I'm not going to point any out, but we all know they exist. But the, my perspective is you go to the same group of guys, hang out with the right people, and it's a consistent basis. You know, we, we promoted like a like a safe culture of like the right kind of guys you could rely on the you know consistency versus you know like a college town that Duluth is we all know it is you go to any random 
house party and not knowing what to expect, anything about what's going on, you know. Oh, I miss house parties. And again, for the thrill of it, yeah, some of those can be kind of fun, but like some of them can go south pretty quick and you don't know necessarily what you're getting yourself into. Right. Was um, there anything better than running from the cops when you were a freshman? can't say that I ever did. Are you serious? I ran through a school of the blind, uh, like, soccer field, which I was very confused by. And blind yes, soccer field? I don't know. It was like a school of the blind, man. And, and oh, they, school of the blind. Yeah, school of the blind. And it was like a big soccer field or whatever big activity field. And I was like, I bet you this goes well. And fucking kept walking. I, I fucked my, my leg up uh, in practice. And uh, so I'm, I couldn't run, but I'm fucking, you know, kind of hobbling my way through this field all sketchy like. And I'm Is that how you hurt your knee? No, not running from the cops. I heard it in football. I went up for a pass, and I just, you know, back then I could land on one knee. And, like, I, I just went to land, to like, put my foot down, and just, like, I showed the dude on, uh, I had my tablet, and I was, like, showing him, like, uh, like right here, man, you can see me. You can see it on film. You just see me, my as soon as my foot hits, something in my knee gave, and I completely, you know, give way, and I roll into a fucking whatever. I finish practice, and by the time we knee up, and uh, walk to uh, the Barnett Center, which is like a, it, you know, it's a decent enough walk for a practice facility, right? Uh, it's like a parking lot, like a like a Target parking lot, essentially. Go across that, okay? By the time we we stopped running, took a knee, and I started walking, my knee had probably doubled, and it was only a partially torn PCL, so it wasn't that big a deal. But because I was already redshirting, they just called it and said, "Hey, you're, you know, you're good for the season." Um, which sucked because then I had to wear a fucking leg brace and then the leg brace didn't let me have as much mobility. And then I forever, I fucking ran with like a weird hip to my hitch to my step, you know, but, yeah. uh, is that one of your favorite routes is the hitch? No, it's gay. You hate, don't like hate, the hitch route? Hitches, were, hitches are stupid routes. Um, Tough to defend though. No, not really. really Only not. if you're far off. You'll never you throw separation. Yeah. Yeah. You have to give separation, but really it has to be zone separation because there's no way a man if as soon as you say hike and you fucking take one step or two steps or even four steps, you have to really burn them on that four. Like, you have to be a scary fucking dude to be able to burn a guy on four. You know what I'm saying? To where they to where they turn their hips already and then you break for a fucking hitch, you know? <coughs> but if teams are playing cover three and shit, like, that's okay. Because you can hit that outside guy before, you know? You have you have you have good chance of hitting one of those guys in a cover three, gotcha. right? But no, I, a hitch was not one of my fucking right favorite rounds, man. For some reason, when I got to college, I couldn't run a fade. Like I just sucked. I just sucked at fades, man. Like I got open one time on the on our fastest corner because I pushed off his back, real <laughs> real nice, like, and uh, he caught up to me. But I I should have dove. But it was one of the you know I I just I didn't I didn't have it in my head to dive, and then uh uh. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. How do we get to that, <laughs> motherfucker? I'm still thinking about the wings. Yeah, they they were really good. Right, and so, the, the fries were also very good. Well, let's let's talk about this. Isn't it kind of interesting? Well, you were a painter for a time. You, mm -hmm. I don't. You, I guess you're still a painter. You're still a painter. Uh, I haven't painted anything in a while, but if you you're need anything painted. Here's an ad. No, I'm just kidding. I do paint. What's up? I'll just say it's just a funny connection. Like we said before, I'm a paint chemist and mm -hmm. like apply the paint. Too. Hold on. Hold on now. Now you're getting ahead of yourself. So, all right. So somehow we got into my 
foot. Oh, I hurt myself or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, you join a fraternity. Uh, do you want to name the fraternity or no? Okay. Uh, so you join. You're you're in. You're not a UMD guy, but you're going to a UMD fraternity, right? And uh, what was your position right away? Do you get a position or are you just pledge? Uh, well, you're pledge and then you get initiated. You, know, right. you go through the pledging process. Right. Um, now, do you have to be elected into certain uh, yeah. positions? Well, yeah. Like treasurer? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have president, vice president, treasurer. Right. Um, but... Uh, how are the politics in frats? Is it the guy who has the most money for mom and dad or the guy who's got the most side hustle? Or No, doesn't have anything to do with that. The guy giving out handies in the laundry room? No, definitely not. Okay. I mean, it's it's. I've learned a lot about, you know, structure and I guess the democratic way and everything. We have to have uh, certain uh, criteria met as far as like a student goes, like a certain grade point average and things of that nature. Um and obviously, aside from that as a student, the second thing would be in good overall standing with the chapter. Um, you know, no concerns or issues in that, right? You're and not then, on secret double probation? Yeah. Double yeah. secret probation? Yeah. Um, and then it's it's basically uh, taken to a vote. You have multiple candidates usually for – there's eight positions. There was eight positions altogether. You had – Right on. I mean, president, vice president. I was uh, – Sergeant at arms, or you know, risk management. Officer. You were, yeah, first for, as a freshman, yeah. You're sergeant at arms. Yeah. You were the Douglas uh, Needlemeyer of the uh, fraternity you were in. Is that what it is? In hey, sergeant at arms. That's how he. That's how he says it in the when they do the mock court or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Douglas. Um, what else do we have? We also had educator, so pledge educator, mm. basically like pledge teacher. Um, I was that sophomore year also. Now, in selecting pledges, did you put up pictures and then boo or yay them based on how you met them at the at the pledge party? <laughs> no, it wasn't like that, like on the projector screen in Animal House. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm basing all of this based on Animal House. Haven't you told no. by now? Was there a yeah. guy who rode his Harley up the stairs at one point? No, God, no. We didn't have a D-Day. Now, now you said that you had a zip line right to McDonald's. That was no, a thing. No, in a perfect utopian world, we would have. And okay. It wasn't the main fraternity house. It was what we call a satellite house. So okay. It just happened to be all uh, brother members living there. Mm-hmm. But we lived uh, right behind McDonald's, and the only thing separating us from the drive-through window, literally the windows, was uh, a wooden fence. So in a perfect world, we would have created a zip line from our back upstairs porch. And like a pulley system with a basket and a note and some change. Just tell them what you want. Send it down. Like I had said it, some change. I would just give a ten dollar bill and be like, yeah. here. Not sort of tab. Yeah, yeah, right. I'd just pay them a hundred bucks and be like, yeah. hey, tell me I what it's used to. I gotta, I gotta tell you, I felt bad for some of those employees at that McDonald's because, like, after a time, they closed down the the lounge because it just got to be so hectic Friday and Saturday nights, people drinking and things like that, and. I'm sure there was probably altercations that went on. I never saw any, but I'm sure that they dealt with a lot of heat at times. Yeah. Uh, with those uh, people that were coming in in the McDonald's, and I didn't realize it until like the next day, how complicated of an order I actually made. As Bonquiqui might actually say in like the video at Burger King, but we're at McDonald's, and I was ordering for my roommate. Also, he gave me some cash, 
and he wanted two McDoubles, no pickles. And I asked for two McDoubles, pickles only. And that really sent their kitchen haywire. Like, I mean, the order took easily a good long five, six minutes longer than it should have. And I thought, like, their cash register was just going to burst into flames, like, because they printed it out. They bring out all these cheeseburgers, and it's like, yeah, this ain't right. This ain't right. I'm like, I didn't even realize that at the time, but I'm like. You're a fuckboy for, for making them pick out whatever the fuck it is on that <laughs> well because i like pickles in my burgers and my roommate didn't i didn't want the i don't really care for onions unless they're like Real sauteed onions. which you're not gonna get at no. mcdonald's they're gonna Dude, be raw onions which are gross you know who taught me to fucking eat the whole thing and just fuck you on your on your, your special dad? order no 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 coach wicklin yeah don't you remember when me and you had to go fucking uh go from straight from practice to vars to go sit on the fucking varsity sideline and uh Wicklin goes. All right, I know you guys are gonna be hungry. Uh, how many burgers do you, how many burgers do you want? And I go, can I get two McDoubles plain? And he goes, you're gonna get one with everything on it and like it. And I go, okay. And I just fucking <laughs> eat it. And you know, now I don't give a shit. I respect the yeah, man yeah, for it, yeah. man. I, I, I fucking because because it, it eventually it all just tastes the same. You, ca- you taste a little bit of the ketchup. You don't really don't taste the onion. And if you're a fan of pickles, whatever, fucking eat the pickle. You know, I'll, I'll eat it. And, and I'm a guy well, who, when I'm, I make I'm my burger, I don't put anything either. on I'm it. not super picky either. My one, just my one exception is the onions. Because I love cooking with onions, but, like, just, I just don't care for raw onions. Right. The, the smell is just, it's just too strong for me. No. But I love sautéed onions. Cooked mm-hmm. onions, caramelized mm-hmm. with, like, some butter or olive oil. That's really good. We've been throwing onions in, like, our roast and, like, uh, sp- even, like, uh, like chili and stuff. We'll, we'll dice it up real good. So, so when it sits in the... When it starts sitting and marinating, it'll actually, actually melt that shit. Actually, gives flavor, yeah. Oh yeah, man, and it just and it sweetens it, so you can add a little more spice, and you still get the taste of the spice, but it's sweet enough that it's not burning the fuck out of your mouth. Yeah. So. Right on. All right, so now you're you're in the fraternity. Uh, you become a. Uh, paint engineer what what are you what's I, your I title I got a degree in chemistry I'm a uh, chemist okay so you're you're fucking uh, you could make meth given the right codes and, and numbers and, and don't smile like that yeah I'm you smi- can I'm smiling not because I know from experience but I've also heard this phrase is that it's not that complicated to make meth it's not like well, yeah. there's only people that make meth and I can honestly tell you off the top of my head I don't know how to make meth I know it wouldn't be very hard given my background right. but obviously I'm not pharmaceuticals do that. yeah but it's not that complicated from what i'm told about you know you watch narc i don't know if it's on narcos or what breaking bad or like those documentaries on cops oh yeah well and, and, and you, you know they, they say that's like it's not that complicated to make and look at the people using meth you there has to be a guy making meth that looks like that you know like you can't you can't look good and unless you're and, just unless you're a fresh user like right, a right. user yeah 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 or you, or you're really just selling it because you know that people are going to buy it and you know but i can't imagine if you're wearing the mask and all that shit and you're you know i'm i, I can't imagine what it goes into cooking the shit yeah i don't know let's let's make one man let's make a lot of money <laughs> not that way come on now our phones are listening now it's getting some real good shit we're going to yeah. make a meth lab not a chance. Can, we, can I label this podcast? We're gonna make a meth lab. <laughs> Probably not. Okay. But my unfinished my uh, my unfinished basement or not the unfinished basement unfinished bathroom 
Yeah, I refer to that. Lab. I refer to that as a meth lab. That's a meth lab, bro. A few of my friends would agree. All right, I'm glad you said it first. Yeah, no, that upstairs one was definitely like, whoa, this is Dykesy lives a different life than us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen my share of unfinished bathrooms and households, but man, that thing was just bones. There was nothing to it, man. I think you're down. You were there wasn't even sheetrock. It was down to like the subfloor where I, I was pretty amazed, man. I was like, wow. There isn't even a fucking piece of plywood over this thing yet. You know, I mean, subfloor is down there. That's in the fucking, like, you know, you're next to in-floor heat if you got a new enough house. Yeah. Do you remember when, uh, was it your sewer line was clogged or whatever, and we had to get that snake in the basement? It was me, you, and your dad? Yeah, man. My old man was a badass because he'd just be like, Dykes, you're coming downstairs to help. And fucking we'd just go down, and he's like, all right. Pull down and push through, and fucking, if it won't go, don't fucking force it. And it's yeah, like, we okay. had one of those electric snakes that would rotate constantly. You it wasn't electric. It. it was just uh, powered by a pump, and then when was you it? would, yeah, when you would move it, or move, anytime it would move, it would have things in it that would fucking... Well, it would twit, it would uh, yeah. corkscrew. Yeah. Corkscrew turn, but I remember I really had to go to the bathroom. Really, really bad. Yeah. And... Oh, we might, yeah, we did, have, we did have a power one. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, and your dad's just like... He's like, you can go, Dykes, but don't flush. Yeah, yeah, no shit. And then, <laughs> and then it was like 10 minutes later, your dad clears the line, and he's like, all right, you can flush. If you come back down real quick, you can see it passing right. by. That's awesome. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy you remember that moment as well. Yeah, my dad probably would have had a few beers in him at that point because he never talked to me about poop. <laughs> he's like, hurry up. You might see it. And sure enough, I saw right. my own crap right. passing down the line. You don't think of it as your house working like that. You just think it goes down a hole, but it actually kind of <laughs> goes parallel in, in like underneath your flooring. Yeah. But there it goes. Yeah, it's angled down towards the, all those in the city streets. They're kind of angled down towards uh, like the city street sewer line or whatever. They're all angled down. You know what I mean? So they can collect. That's what's happening. So if you didn't notice that that line you have going down there. Yeah, the tube going down there. It's it's kind of like that. Similar situation happened when my dad and I were in Kansas. We were helping unclog uh, my uncle's shitter. Yeah, <laughs> all of his all of his water backed up. You know, coming back out of the tub and mm-hmm. the sink and everywhere oh, yeah. anyway, there's water. Okay. Yeah. Um. I suppose it's because we were trying to figure out what it was. Apparently, there it was a tampon that was caught at the nice. very end. Okay. And luckily, I had like I had like a, a spotter gun that like I used for frogging frog gigging you know it's just like it's basically like a, a light gun or no I, I don't gun. know what the fuck a frog gigging is what is, what is frog, frog gigging like you go frog hunting or whatever nope. you want to call it nope basically it's just a bright shining light that basically blinds the frog okay? gotcha it looks like a oh it looks like it's a, a, it's, a it's a light gun basically gotcha. it's, it's a flashlight with a fucking trigger yeah okay gotcha yep so that's what we it. use to shine down i don't know exactly what you call them you'd have to ask spencer one of our plumbing friends mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but basically there's this tube that you have that's going straight down in the ground in the front yard and we had to look down and figure out what it was similar to like your dad's place it would angle in towards the street yep and uh figured out what it was there and we were able to unclog it i think we had a snake i believe Mm -hmm. uh similar situation and then as you know my dad's one of many children in his family or as many siblings and uh another uncle comes by and tell them that we fixed the problem and we're like the only extended family that's north of kansas by about and we're about 700 miles north you know goes and takes shit no other uncle comes by and he's like you guys solved the problem the great northern turds that's a very dark thing to say yeah 
I could definitely see somebody in your family saying that. Yeah, well, I guess we're a great northern turds. Right. Now, did you use that experience with my dad later in... It was after. This was about two years ago. Oh, so fuck yeah. You used you you had this... Ex- my, my experience Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was able to utilize the experience with mm-hmm. your dad. Right on. That's badass. He'd, he would, he'd probably smiling down on you right there, Dyke. He liked you better than me. Yeah, he probably would have told me to go check and flush real quick. You could see it running down. Right. Or like him blaming me for shaving in the sink. And really, it was you coming to my house and shaving in my sink. I had this, okay. And like, Dykes didn't even say anything. It was literally like. I shaved like, so bad. I'm like, oh, they probably think it's Bob. No, he, <laughs> go, he goes, I got to go to the bathroom. So like, he was in there. I didn't hear anything of a shave. <laughs> And all of a sudden, like, my dad's giving me shit about leaving hairs in the sink. I go, dude, I've got scruff. What are you talking about? And all of a sudden, I, and I was like, you did it. And he's like, I ain't fucking shaving. And I went, yuck, who the fuck's doing that then? Like, and oh. all of a sudden, I was like, Dykes, did you fucking shave in my fucking bathroom? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, I don't care. But, like, you didn't say anything. You just did it. Well, I should have. Okay, it was inconsiderate of me. To, no, I not, just thought it was not hilarious. Why, to not rinse up the sink. Yeah. But the reason why I didn't call it lazy is because, well. Whenever you shave, that's kind of what happens. Right, but <laughs> that's but, the only reason why I didn't. I'm gonna tell you right now. I was like, I was like, dude, if I'm at your house, I'd for sure fucking do that. Like, my, I'm surprised my mom didn't yell at me because I think she, maybe that was her. I don't know. It's been so long. <laughs> but what was funny is like your parents didn't. I don't know if your family got mad at me. They're just like no. they just laughed, kind of. No, I've been trying <laughs> to get you to have sex with my sister. Good night. <laughs> I know. I've been on them all night about it. That's awesome. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, uh, we even called the, her. the number one factor to become a good relationship is your credit score, according to Bobby. Yeah, so. I, was t- I was telling my sister he's got a really good credit score, and that's why she should get with him. So <laughs> if you're single and you're looking for a young, hot-looking chemist who is an ex-frat boy, those days are over, he's looking to settle down and uh, make some pups, and he's got a good credit score. Not the money to follow yet, but a good credit score, which we all know in this day and age, at this age, you are set up for success later. And nobody would care more than a young, hot female at 26 years old right now. Who isn't thinking about their age at 50? You know what I'm talking about? Who's not thinking about a 401k in retirement right now? I am. Are you? Are you putting away? Yeah. I'm not. Should be. Fuck you. Why are you actually serious about that? You're 26 years old. Well, there's a lot of perspectives on it. Um, you could literally die tomorrow, and here's the thing: spend all your money. If you're di- if you're planning on dying tomorrow, spending all your money is a really good idea. How? Are we, yeah, that's. But if that's you're not me. planning on dying tomorrow, you got to reconsider. And no. here's the thing: you could die. I could die a year from now, and yeah. So, it's perspective of you don't you know you want to fulfill life, you want to live life every day, but it's like. I would like to live a long life. I don't know if I will. My thoughts, like I'm going to die early. I also eat like you shit. You don't, you don't know when you're going. Right. No one knows when they're going, but... How do you think you're going to die? How am I going to die? Probably falling out of a tree or something. I don't know. Right on. <laughs> I have no idea. That's not good, man. Why is it falling out of a tree? I don't know why I said that. I don't really like climbing trees, but like... Okay, well, that would make sense. Like, it was my that first would make time, sense. So you climb a tree that you don't like climbing and well, you fall out of it. Well, that, like, this was my first time deer hunting in three years this past weekend. And just getting adjusted to climbing up, you know, 15, 20 feet up in a tree. And it's also like... Also practice? Go practice climbing my <laughs> no, tree. it was just like... It was just like, oh, man, like, I was nerve-wracking and sweating. It's like I was always having to remind myself when I'm setting up like these climbing stakes that basically make a ladder that's attached to the tree stand mm-hmm. or the tree mm-hmm. trunk. 
It's like always got to have three points of contact. You know, it's just like being on a ladder. Right. If you don't have at least three points of contact, you could be in trouble. So. You remember my dad making uh, deer deer stands in the garage? I don't even know he made deer stands. Oh, my God. I was telling Sage this. My dad would take boat trailers, okay? And this motherfucker would or- order steel. He would write it up uh, on, the, on the fucking floor where he smoked cigarettes and dropped his butts, right? He fucking made these. He made two things. He made uh, portable deer stands, and he'd take a boat trailer. He'd frame the fucker up. He'd wire it all up. He'd put a hydraulic fucking lift on it. He'd put a crank system. And, uh, you know, he started off as a, you know, you had to have a guy push it, right? And then he eventually got to a crank fucking system where you could crank this fucking uh, deer stand from a, 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 a horizontal uh, base. It would rise up, and then you would be in it, and from hy- you could hydraulic uh, lift yourself like up. Like a bucket truck. Like a bucket truck, yeah, yeah, And you'd move it out into the field, <laughs> and you'd just be connected, and if you weren't seeing shit, you'd just move it to the next day or whatever and, and drop it off or fucking, you know, have your truck sitting there I with it. I never knew he did that. It was with Dude, the truck? With, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did this in our, in our fucking garage. It's just like a bucket truck. F- fucked up. He would do it fucked up. He'd be drunk as fuck and be welding shit and fucking thinking of like, oh, the... If this is going to support this, you got to have fucking weight here and uh, distribution here. And I'm going, what in the fuck, man? He called it pork chop engineering. He goes, there's a pork chop in every can, and by God, I'm an engineer now if I've had this many. And I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? Pork chop in every can? Yeah, yeah, man. That's like an old guy reference. Um, And so anyways, he made those, right? And that's cool enough. Now the motherfucker, when they go to Canada, they used to rent boats. Well, they said, fuck that. Then they drove. And when they drove, they had to carry, you know, so many more trucks to get the boats going. Or they had to take the motors off, flip the boats over completely, you know, fuck with all that shit. My dad eventually took the fucking, another boat trailer, built a fucking system of of how the first one gets in there, okay, without taking the motor off. uh, And then get the second one that had a collapsed fucking top that would then roll down and in so then you could put your fucking next boat up there and then it would roll back up and now you could carry two boats down the road safely uh without taking the motor out with being able to keep your fucking you know minimum shit that you can strap you know he had tops they had uh, tonneau covers for boats you know that you strap over the top so you could keep you know your coolers and shit in it and you have extra space now right you can actually use that space as opposed to flipping over the second boat because that's what some trailers, you know, some boat, most boat trailers have you do if you're going to duel it. So this motherfucker's making boats that are withstanding, you know, or trailers that are withstanding two fucking full-ass boats, motors on them, going down, you know, they go to Thunder Bay, and then they go two hours down an old logging road. For walleye fishing, right? Yeah, yeah, They used to go, like, two hours down an old <laughs> logging road, and then, like, an hour, or it was, like, thir- three miles up this fucking river, and uh way and, the heck away from civilization dude they were out there with a bear fence and and they'd have like three squads that would go you'd go out there for a week and then the next next you know the next guys would come in and then they'd relieve you from camp and then the, those guys would take whatever their vehicles were and all that shit and they'd pack their shit up but they'd leave the bear fence and some other amenities and then the last group had to fucking you know pick up camp and, and make sure they they dispose of everything my dad would talk about how if there was uneven numbers, he had to fucking man his own boat. And sometimes this river that they would take to get up to this fucking lake 
would be so uh, bare that with all the weight in the back, he'd have to run up to the front, lock the motor, and fucking, you know, get up there and, and try to level it out so that way he could get through the water. And then he'd have to run back quick, steer it, re-gauge how fast he was going and run. He was a man of fucking many skills, dude. He uh he was he was the guy. That's why I fucking hang that walleye with his hat on it for uh fucking, you know, for pride. The first thing I ever moved into this house was my dad's uh it's a picture when you walk uh up my stairs. You see it to the left, it's a picture of my dad when he served and uh first thing I walked into the house with, I said the first thing I'm moving in, you know. That's cool. Right? He was a badass. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. That's why, oh, right? I mean, I love it, dude. He used to make fun of TS all the time. He, he'd call him a fag boy because he'd come over in tight fucking jeans and, and a shirt. And he was like, <laughs> Jesus, fuck, man, you queer. He'd just call him a prick, whatever. And TS would smile and giggle because what are you going to say? My dad was like 6'5 and all a fucking, you know, blue collar, blue no, jeans I and a white never shirt. mess with your dad. Smoking a fucking mouth. Yeah, and then you look at me and I'm just a goofy fuck, you know? <laughs> But like him, like I said, smoking the mouth. Like he thought he was Clint Eastwood. You know, he loved that shit. Yeah. Good shit, man. Now, uh, during his birthday, uh, or his death day, I wanna, I wanna do like a big, you know, people. I'll just have, I'll kind of do. I don't know. I was thinking about doing like small interviews and kind of just releasing them all, and you know, uh, maybe like I'll have you come in, and even if it's not a full hour, we'll just do like fifteen minutes, and then you know, I'll have Garrett come over and we'll talk to him about it, or you know. What, just kind of experiences with your dad or what? Yeah, yeah, and then release it on like I said, either his birthday or maybe you know the day he passed away or something. Okay. Kind of cool. I, I that's what I like about this shit, man. Is you know I can be creative with this. For some reason, this works. I don't have creativity for like a whole lot of shit anymore nowadays. But I listen to you know I feel like I've listened to enough podcasts over the last like four or five years that that uh you know kind of comes easy now. Not easy. I shouldn't say that because I, I haven't done anything worth worth the fuck but you know it, a couple episodes with with uh jay and angel and and uh you know it's getting it's kind of you kind of figure it out it's just talking you know it's just like i told you during dinner it's like i wanted you to shut the fuck up because we had so much we were going at it, and it was like, like oh this, this is, is good per- this is good right now like one of the jokes was is that when people start podcasting they stop wanting to have conversations because they only want to have them on mics and it's like it's true like oh, yeah. some of this shit's good i'll have conversations at work this is, this is the second time you've had me behind the mic and i had to remind myself when we're first testing things out you're not actually talking to me but i think you are you're just checking my volumes and making sure everything sounds okay but i'm just we're talking freelancing right now, and it's so easy for me to talk, but it's like in those moments where you're trying to get things set up, it's like I can't think of anything to say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I always need people to, like, ramble, and nobody fucking ever can. Right, right. Nice thing is I, I got the uh, I got a guest coming on tomorrow. Really? Hey, yeah, and then Wednesday or Thursday. Dude, I'm rolling in this. Hey, if you got friends who want to come on or you got something you want to promote, I am all game. What's the rule, Dykesy? There are no rules. That's true. No, the only rule I have is that if you come on, you got to share the podcast you're on. That's it. I'm not going to ask oh, yeah. you to share my podcast every time my episode comes out because what if it was three days in a row? Like, I'm hoping to start this fucker off with, like, it, it like it's looking. Tomorrow's going to be a good one. I'm kind of excited. A little less uh, jokey, but more. Uh, I got questions, man, especially for uh, people of faith. If you're a big people of faith or something, you know, uh, uh, it'll be a good one to listen to. Have you... Uh, uh, obviously you know Giovanni. Get him in. He's got a good story, man. I mean, you remember junior year? 
I mean, I'm not going to, you know, yeah. get into too much, but kid definitely right off the bat, some real shit, you know? Yeah, he's been through a lot. So, be a good story, and it seems like he's doing well. He looks happy. I'm going to ask him how he's going to cut my hair. For the for the record, for people, I've got my, my hair the longest it's been probably since uh, sophomore year. Yeah, it's all about an inch and a half. Yeah, yeah, it's not very long. It's starting to curl, <laughs> we both, though. We both buzz cut. Oh, yeah, I've been buzz cutting for a while. But I've been saving hundreds of dollars on that, but... Okay, you're saving hundreds of dollars because you did the math. I just figured I'm not paying somebody to cut my hair the way that I can. I can just cut my hair the, with a buzzer. I'm not someone, doing anything. If you paid someone for haircut and tip and tax and all that BS, it'd be about 20 bucks. Can you be honest with me? When I was cutting my own hair and I was fading it and stuff, did I look silly? Yeah. You didn't tell me? No. Okay. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that because I, I was really just trying to enjoy my hair. And, and uh, you know, I just needed a real friend to be like, dude, knock the shit off. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you one thing about that. I went out to the bars. Uh... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. A quick thank you to our sponsor, Drink Nifty. Nifty was founded by two ordinary folks that casually consumed bottle after bottle of kombucha in 2015. Obsessed with the immune and anti-inflammatory benefits, they began brewing their own kombucha as a friendly competition for best flavor and best health properties. When sharing their competitive booch, they received tremendous excitement and demand. They knew they were going to be onto something. By obtaining their flavor from real whole fruit using traditional brewing methods and the steeping only the finest Chinese tea blends, they quickly learned they were unique. They were nifty. They source as many local ingredients from small farmers by partnering with The Good Acre. The Good Acre gives small farmers an opportunity to utilize space and infrastructure necessary to wash, process, and store produce fresh from the field. It's a great product. Go get it right now at drinknifty.com. Go. Okay, so about uh, fading haircuts. I went out to the bar uh, with my brother since probably about three four years ago and we were out there with another one of my friends and he had a haircut that i you know really would never even consider getting you have like the over top fading bangs that are really long and basically a buzz cut all around the sides and my brother and my friend are talking and asking about you know oh so you live you know over uh in andover or whatever my brother goes, yeah, I've been living over there for a few months. And my friend goes, oh, that's nice. That's where I get my hair cut. And my fr- my brother literally says to my friend, thanks. That'll remind me to never go there. There you go. Because <laughs> it was just a haircut you would never consider getting. Right. Well, and, and oh, okay, so, well. It was one of those haircuts that, I mean, they just don't look good, plain and simple. I mean, I know, like, you do it for makes you happy, sure. Right. I, I, I feel uh, grateful that, you know. I'm confident with a buzz cut or whatever. It's so simple. The only way to screw up a buzz cut is if you missed a spot and go over it again. Right. I can cut a mohawk, though. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, you cut my mohawk. Right. Um, Nicely. Yeah. The only thing that sucks about cutting your own hair is the the neck hairs that are long. So what I do is I do a double reflection, actually, with a makeup mirror and angle that back behind my neck, and then I take the clippers bare without the guard on it i don't have to look at all and then i can line it up because that neck here gets pretty nasty but mine's terrible mine goes around my entire neck my, oh. mine if i if i ever cast away like tom hanks dude i'm gonna have the grossest body ever my hair my body is so fucking hairy and then if you started like seeing my neck hair dude it all comes together through my neck there's no gap between neck ear like underneath your ear where there's not 
it'll all just grow. Dude, I'll have a unibrow. I'll have fucking nose hair coming out. I'll have, dude, I'll look like a fucking caveman was, like, trapped on this island for, like, you know, and I thawed out from the ocean. A Sam Squanch? Yeah, yeah, man. Like, like <laughs> I, I was in a frozen Antarctic, like, caveman and all of a sudden i washed up on shore on this fucking island and yeah what was I'm it gross. Uh, you won't even be able to see my what, penis what was it? My jo- hair. jonesy commented on one of your photos a while back or like one of your videos you're being all manly you shot you're shooting uh you're shooting trap oh yeah, yeah. shotgun and like you're uh drinking beer without, and smoking drinking, s- drinking beer and without a shirt on and then it was like in August or whatever, just a beautiful day. And Jonesy goes, isn't it a little hot to be wearing a sweater outside? Yeah, man. Everybody's got the sweater joke <laughs> at work now because it's all guys that, you know, I've only known for a couple months. Uh, I've definitely gotten comfortable where, like, um, the one dude kept, like, he comes over and, like, gives, you know, gives shit to the guy next to me. Like, I, you know, I'm always on my radio or whatever. So I brought a little fucking remote for my radio. Okay. So now anytime he comes over, I always make sure I hit it behind my back and go, still working. And, like, one day he was just talking shit. So all of a sudden I go, what the fuck? And I rip my hat off and I take my shirt off. And I go, what's up, man? What the fuck's up? And he started laughing so fucking hard. Because it's just, he hadn't, I've never shown my chest before to these guys at work. These are all new guys. So, dude, when I pull that off and it's just all this and I'm showing, I'm showing dykes and he can't stop looking at my luscious hair right now. Dude, they were no, laughing can, but... so fucking hard, man. My buddy Jake at work just fucking cried laughing. <laughs> and, like, now, like, I'll show somebody, and so, like, our, the guy I'm supposed to be working under, but I don't... I'll, Do you say it like Austin Powers? Girl, baby. No, Very I'm, girl. I'm going to start it. Every once in a while, I'll take my air hose, and I'll, like, put it up against underneath, and, like, all my chest hair will move and shit. <laughs> like, I'm in Baywatch. Um, Bobby, you, you should do it at least once. I know you want to say no, but you should... You should, like, try and reenact the 40-year-old virgin Dude, just once. Just do one wax. Get money together. I'm not doing it for free. But if you can if you can get I'll a... I'll figure out how much it is. Dude, get a GoFundMe going <laughs> and just piss off everybody who's like, Dude, take a picture of me, and we can take a picture of my various hairiness and be like, This kid will get a full body wax if we can raise right enough money. Dude, 10 grand, I'm telling you right now. And when I say no, 10... When I, when I say 10 grand, I mean two, because two is just as close for me right now. So... Yeah. How about like fifty bucks? No, 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 dude. I need this to trend. We need this to go <laughs> higher because I, I, I'll do it, dude. If well, first off, if you're making home care like waxing products or d hair things that aren't gonna give me cancer, hit, hit you up. Yeah, hit me up because I got a hairy body and uh, I could definitely be a good spokesperson for this. Changed my life. He's the first. I'm not sweating walking to my car at an eighty degree day. Bobby is the first friend I met that shaves his shoulders. No, 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 not shoulders. Yeah. I used to shave my uh, ha- shave upper top of my arms. No, up, upper top of my arm. It was yeah. never shoulder. Upper, upper, upper top of my arm. Yeah, yeah, upper arms sure. because I was, dude. Yeah, was, around your bicep. But that was because tricep, kids yeah. started making fun of me for it. So less <laughs> kids made fun of me for it, and, and it was less of a, a hassle if I shaved it. I don't know why. It was a weird phase of my life. Uh, They're fully grown now, and I'm paying for it. I don't it. know if you ever saw that. Uh, there was one scene in Malcolm in the Middle where like Hal takes a shirt Hal off. Takes, Hal completely strips naked and he's kids are eating breakfast on like a Sunday morning. He's reading the newspaper and his wife is shaving him from top to bottom. Like Damn. She's like, oh, this is once a month uh, Sunday shave. <laughs> just right to Dude, the ground. That 100% could be Sage though because my back is getting just as bad. There's hair on my shoulders now. Like that's 100% happening. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fucked. 
I, I had to find a chick now and, and just forever hold my peace. You're a very furry mammal. Yeah, man, but I'm warm, though. Like, except now, dude, I, I miss being fat. When I was what? fat. Don't ever say that. Why no, would no, no, you no, say no, 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 because when I was fat, I was hot all the time, and it was nice. Now, I'm fucking cold. <laughs> you, you walk down the steps, and you start sweating. Yeah, I know, but I'm now I'm cold all the time. I'm a little <laughs> bitch. I'm wearing sweatpants and sweats at work, and I'm actually doing manual labor. Like, I, I used to sweat my balls off doing that shit. Although then, back then, it would all sweat underneath my tees, and then it would be a big giant tee because, of course, my gut was pointing out in the middle here best, and then under my tits were fucking nice, so, and it was collecting the most, so it would look like a big giant tee under my big breasts. Dude, whenever I got fat, it would always go to my tits first. Tell you, you and uh, Cameron fluctuate weight more than anyone, any other guys I've ever met. Right. Or you can. You guys can drop weight like nothing. You can gain it like nothing, too. How's he at? I haven't seen him in a while. I haven't seen he... him in probably three years. Hope mm. he's doing well. Cameron, I, I hope you're him. doing well. Yeah, I haven't seen him, but hope he's doing Right on. So, what do you do? Uh, I work in the division uh, for steel roofing coatings, effectively. Um, so, let's say, for example, if you go to any... Home improvement store like Lowe's, Home Depot, Menards, and you want some steel roofing, you can get any one of those colors, like the green, the brown, whatever you name it. Uh, I make those coatings. I'm a part of a division that makes those coatings that go on to galvanized steel and other metals such as aluminum, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. example. Yeah, yeah. And the products you'd make and use products would be like pretty much anything that's made out of like a pole barn or gutters, uh, soffit and fascia, any one of those metals that's coated. I, yeah, make, yeah. I make those coated colors that you see that go on the metal. So, oh, so that that go out done, or or yeah. the shit that you paint at home. Uh, not the not what you paint at home. Like okay, when so. you think when you think of like you know paint chemists, like it just kind of think of it more abstractly as not. Is it called powder coating? It's we call coil. Coil, coil painting. Or? Yeah, like direct to metal. Okay. I yeah. Mean, granted, okay. granted, there's metal and powder with like re- get- with rebar and stuff like that too, but now. You're not – it's not a factory though, right? You're making the paint that the factory is going to use on the sh- metal that they're going to ship out, right? Do I have that correct? Um, because you're not at a factory. You're at like Valspar campus. Make the coatings. Right. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So you make the product that gets shipped to the factory that is going Steel to paint the – Steel mill or coil the, line, yeah. Yeah, that will paint the metal that goes to a job site and people use. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like you and I'll say this now before I forget. So it's a, a reminder note for you. you. Should probably remove that I work for Sherwin Williams just because I don't. know. I just I would just rather don't say it again. On hindsight, don't say it. <laughs> no, I got you. I'll cut this so out. So just be like, yeah, just say like, oh, you work for a paint company. Like, what exactly does a paint? Just cut do? this out because now you're making it worse. Yeah. That's why I said don't. I got you. Uh, we'll cut this. So. All right. So are you – is it like a conveyor belt kind of a day or is it like a – like you know what I'm saying? Like are you doing the same thing repetitively or is it kind of a sporadic like you, you experiment with differences in like colors or like you know how much chemical before the, the paint never dries because it doesn't have a solvent in it that's fucking you know drying no, it there, enough? The, the work that I do, there's solvent and you have uh, ovens that uh, bring the coating or paint – uh, to a cured temperature okay. and it emits solvent in these yep. high temperature ovens. Is it a conveyor belt that goes through it? Or? No, and in, in the coil line, yes. Okay. But what I work on is like individual panels that are 
effectively the same dimensions as a sheet of paper, you know, about nine by 11 inches. Oh, okay. So we're basically simulating a coil line just on like a single panel or sheet, for example, because we don't have the amenities for an entire coil line because a coil line, those strips can run, they're thousands of feet long or several hundred feet long anyways. I mean, some of them will run anywhere from 250 to 500 feet per minute are you like in a classroom setting no we're in a lab setting with we have like an oven room uh things of that nature uh, where you can utilize those ovens to cure your coatings right um, like big ovens or something or is yeah, it just they're really, standard they're like... really big ovens okay i mean how fast does it heat your shit and cure it uh well depending on your temperature are typically what we call our uh our times in the oven or dwell time which would be about anywhere from 20 to 40 seconds oh so okay so you're constant attention it's not like you leave it there for 30 minutes and then come back correct it's it's one of the shortest times compared to like other types of coatings where they're lower temperature and higher amount of time it's relatively quick and then you pull out the panel and you quench it in water because it's so hot how many frat boys become chemists i don't know fraternity brothers become chemists (laughs) i couldn't tell you Sorry, you take offense. Do you take offense to frat? I I just prefer to use fraternity, but I mean, it's okay. it doesn't really bother me. But it's just kind of like as far as uh, reputations go. Right on. Know? What's one good memory before I get you out of here? What's one good memory you want to share with us about about us? Me and you. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I die early, you can come back and look at this and go, motherfucker, he knew. <laughs> I would say for all the times that we both, not anyone in particular, but we both act out like Bobby Boucher. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 man. No, nothing will ever beat me doing that to Sunday and jumping off sides and Coach Sleeve absolutely blowing it and me going, <laughs> thank God Ben fucking jumped off too because he didn't see me until after film and, that, and then it was kind of, it eased out. Yeah, um, I would say also uh, one of the first times we really hung out, it was probably to get together for gold cards. Maybe it was before you had your network of neighbors or mm-hmm. that really would buy from you. But you biked all the way over to my house. I think we were going to be in seventh grade or it must have been seventh grade. Was this the time we rollerbladed to people's houses? Because that was a terrible idea I don't trying think to I stand on stoops. I don't think I ever did that because I only bought one pair of rollerblades, and then when I outgrew them, I just never bought anymore. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, I will tell you this. My very earliest memory of you, and it's funny because it kind of relates to Spencer in a very similar way about him with his feelings toward me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were. It was sixth grade track and field day. And I don't know if you remember this, but like you, I'm not going to deny it, Bobby, you would have beat me anyway, but I was already so freaking fatigued and it was a, it was a 400 meter dash. And like, I had never like really witnessed so much fatigue in my muscles before. Okay. Yeah. So much yeah. as I did that day when we were like 12 years old. Yep. This and is sixth grade? Sixth grade. It was the yeah. last day of sixth grade. And we went to the sports center. Gotcha. And you absolutely dusted me in the 400 meter dash. I could do oh that. Oh my gosh! And you were running with your glasses and your hat on backwards. Yeah, I probably tall had like and jean shorts and, on that day. Tall and lanky, and probably 160 pounds soaking oh, wet. God, not no, even. Not You're probably 100. At that time, you were probably 100 pounds. 100 pounds. What am I thinking? Yeah, you're probably 100 pounds soaking wet, and you dusted me, man. And I'm like, oh, I hate that guy. It's okay. When real track and field came in seventh grade, 
I remember I joined the mile, the 400, the 4x4, shot discus, and something else, high jump. Dude, I was so – I remember I, I got home at like 8, 8, 8 p.m. and I was asleep for the entire night. It was like probably the best night of sleep I ever got as a child. Yeah. Dude, I was so burnt. I did the mile, and after that I was like, I can't fucking run any more events. And they were like, well, you signed up to, for too many. It was like, well, you fucking <laughs> let me sign up for too many. I'm fucking se- seventh grade. I've never had a track meet before, you, you bastards. What the fuck? In seventh grade that happened? Yeah, man. I remember just so badly, like, almost walking my fucking mile. Because I'm pretty sure I did walk the mile, like, half of it. I would walk I would walk the, the half the straightaway that I was far away from people, and then I would jog the other way. Huh. But it was, it was like I said, after, like, it was like a 200, a fucking, you know, 400 and 800. I did all of them. I ended up doing, like, the 800 and 400. Jeez, dude. The 400, is, that's just awful. There's no way to pace it. You just go, man. 800's worse. Is it? I, feel it, like I never did that far. It was worse because you. I I thought it was worse because in at least in the four hundred you had so much adrenaline, you were done. By the time you really could catch your breath, you were done. But the eight hundred, you, you fucking had to sit there and think. Oh fuck! I got another one of these. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I felt that at River Falls right uh, the four hundred. Because granted, it was shorter half the distance, but like when you do an indoor track meet. It's only 200 meter track mm-hmm. and I had to run a 400 and after the so you have to run two laps well you were in track weren't you I was off and I couldn't oh no you were in baseball both okay off and on here's the main part there was positives pros and cons to both sports at different times in my life throughout middle school and high school I couldn't decide which one boarded bored me more oh, track but track was so much fun track was great in the aspect of it's a, it's just an absolute spectator sport you're on the same team as girls like how could you complain with that but like i hated i hated saturday meets like i just wanted you know free time or whatever oh i had nothing going i loved it but like but like uh um baseball for example is the one sport i can say where i actually enjoyed going to practice baseball practice was fun i enjoyed the practices more in the games right because you knew you were going to get hits you knew you were going to get balls hit to you that games wasn't a guarantee were, in the games oh yeah games are slow especially in high school I imagine if you just got a shitty team it's not fun it'd be like you know easy strike you know or what if it's terrible pitching was there a lot of terrible pitching in, in high school baseball well our team wasn't very good to begin with I mean we had we but, had like three or that, four good players but like but does that mean a lot of home runs or like really sloppy pitching and like that's why like you just put a lot sloppy of guys pitching. guys on base and then one guy hits a home sloppy pitching fucking... and sloppy pitching and fielding mainly Gross. but I mean again I wasn't uh, I was average at best I didn't right. really put a whole lot of time in baseball but no Spencer like I was saying he'll tell you next time you have him here his earliest memories of me were playing capture the football in sixth grade gym class oh yeah I was always and, he a... could, and i was a man child i mean i had an early growth mm-hmm, spurt mm-hmm. you know you were still taller than me have you've always been taller than no me, but, but you had man speed before men speed was a thing you yeah know? and uh spencer could never catch me he's like oh, i hate that guy <laughs> you know so like i would i would beat him and uh capture the football and then you dusted my ass in the 400 meter dash <laughs> spencer i love i always think of spencer being my favorite running back in high school strong and when fast. Spencer big, just, strong and fast dude when they started letting that kid run the ball it was like hell yeah he should he's as much as he is a you know a, a, a guy you can put in the middle he's also a guy who can fucking haul ass when he needs to yeah you know he was a good dive back I just I don't think he got used a whole lot yeah 
he does need to come in. You're coming in here with him because we can have some pretty good fucking. I'd like to get silly in here with it. He's a hardworking plumber. Uh, He'll pretty, find time. Yeah. I'll seduce him. Pretty sure that plumber's crack is going all the way up to his shoulder blades by now, but yeah. There you go. Have any last words? Um, I don't know. Uh, signing out, I guess. Uh, it's been a good time here, and uh, be sure to check out uh, again Fifty Shades of Boucher. Thank you, sir. It's my new favorite podcast. What's and, the rule? Uh, the rule is uh, share your podcast if you're going to be a guest on this show. Share your episode. Share your episode, not the podcast. Yeah. Share. Oh, yeah, say, yeah, share your podcast. That makes sense. Yeah, I'll share your podcast. Right on. What do you want the closing song to be? Oh, I don't know. Surprise me. Think of something by the Almond Brothers. I'm just kidding. I know you don't know it. Uh, look up uh, Stronger by the Pheromones. Stronger by the pheromones? All right.